Hello everyone, Matt here. Short disclaimer about today's episode. We actually recorded this about two weeks ago, so there might be some outdated information here. Uh, this movie came out about three weeks ago, so I hope you enjoy it. You are listening to ACPN. Gabe, I'm tired of old movies. Well, let's watch some new ones. Yeah, maybe like a mini-sode or something? Dude, are you reading my mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go to the movies! Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where two friends normally go back in time, review a random movie, give you our thoughts. Today we're not going to do that. We're going to stay in the present day, as we do every now and then. We're going to have a little mini-sode, a little baby mm. episode for a little baby teeny movie. tiny episode. Little te- that's little teeny tiny episode's voice. That's how they sound. My name's mm. Gabe Whitehurst. Across from me is... Teeny tiny episode. Teeny tiny episode. So thank you for joining us. His real name is Matt. Ah, you've um, outed me. We're reviewing a movie today called Brad's Status. Troy, you have ten minutes. I just gotta put on my clothes. You got like the body of a man now. Hey, Dad, can you not be weird? Okay. Can you close my door. Yeah. Can you close the door? Yeah. You're going off to find your college. It's not this special. We're fully booked tonight. How about that one? It's not available. Oh, looks like it's available. Yeah, it's not. That night, my mind drifted back to college. So many friends have become successful. Craig Fisher worked for the White House. Jason Hatfield had his own hedge fund. Billy Wurstler sold his tech company at 40. What do I have? I work for a nonprofit. I have nothing to show for it. Somebody asked about you. You know, whatever happened to you. Where's Brad? I remember that guy, Brad. Be happy. Be present. All right. I love you. These are competitive schools, Troy. Just try not to put too much pressure on yourself. My counselor thinks I'll get into pretty much everywhere I apply. The kid's going to Harvard. They'll jinx me, dude. My son is a very talented musician. Also composes his own music. So wonderful. I'm pretty sure Harvard is uh, going to be in the running. Oh, you think Harvard's got a chance? Suddenly, my thoughts darkened. Troy could easily end up struggling like me. This is Harvard. Even geniuses get rejected. We need to do everything we can. Dan, I'm about to go at my interview. Do you really need to be jumping all over me right now? You're nuts. Do I sound jaded? I started out as idealistic as any of your friends over there. You're 50 years old, and you still think that the world was made for you. I'm 47. Now stop. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Nobody's talking about Brad's status, and we're here to tell you why. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So Brad's status. Yeah. Not a bad movie. No. But a strange movie that I'll never watch again. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know what I was expecting. I guess, but I did not get what I was expecting. I didn't either. You the the reviews for this movie are mostly glowing. It's like. A revelation for Ben Stiller. A dramatic breakthrough. Uh, I don't know. Okay, like he's very good in this movie. Yeah. Um, ben Stiller's good in this movie. I love Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. The acting in this movie is great. But 
This is a plotting and sad movie. It's slow. I was interested the whole time. I actually wasn't bored. I was just like confused mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, basically, the, it's a movie about a guy who has friends and he covets what his friends have. Mm-hmm. He's not satisfied with what he has. And it's just, that's basically it. And yeah. then you, and you hear his inner monologue, the whole movie, and you don't know if it's supposed to be funny mm-hmm. or if it's supposed to be serious. So what do you think of Brad's status? Well, before we get into that, uh, this movie stars Ben Stiller, like yeah, we said. Okay. Austin Abrams as well. Um, Michael Sheen is in this. Jermaine Clement is in this. Luke Wilson. Good actors. Yeah, it has a great cast. Jenna Fisher is in this. Um, so, yeah, I, and, and you kind of explained it pretty well. I mean, this, this young man who is uh, about to go into college he's a composer and he's a very smart kid his counselors tell him he can get into any school he wants to pretty much and so ben stiller's his dad and and they go to harvard which is this kid's first choice at the moment and like you said it's all about brad comparing himself to his friends where he's at in life where he wants to be he thinks that he's failed because he works at a nonprofit. But they're all these rich guys that have sold companies or they work in finance or they're political figures. And so it's just about him coming to terms with that. And I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, I don't know what I was expecting, but I didn't get what I was expecting. I felt like this was going to be almost a tone like uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, another Ben Stiller movie, or something like Little Miss Sunshine, like a not necessarily a road trip, but a journey. It was going to feel substantive, like something happened. But in this movie, Brad never learns anything. He doesn't change. He's just the static character that's sad about his life. Yeah. And that's so boring after 30 minutes. Yeah. He he learns the truth about these men that he covets. When I'm using mm-hmm. that word intentionally, because that's all it is. Like it, it's disguised as this. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, you have a jet and you have all this money and, and he he like hates these guys, but they're his friends. Mm-hmm. He resents them for how successful they become. He doesn't hate them. Yeah, he didn't hate them, I guess. Yeah. But like, he, like Michael Sheen is a political figure. He writes books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Wilson works in finance. We learn later in the movie that, it, it, you know, that's a negative thing. But, uh, and then um, uh, Jermaine Clement sold a tech sold company. Sold a tech company. And, and then Mike White who isn't really in this movie very much, but he's talked about a lot, which is very odd. Yeah, he's yeah. really the only friend that we don't really talk yeah, to in any true, meaningful way. He uh, is just a tech giant and is you know working everywhere and makes a ton of money. He's by far the richest person. Um, so, it, it, And it's all about Brad trying to poke holes in their life, trying to compare himself in a way that makes him feel better about himself, which is poignant in a way because... I mean, let's be honest. We all feel that way at some point about somebody. Maybe some, yeah. somebody's traveling a lot, and you're like, how can they afford to do that? Absolutely. Or somebody's working somewhere, and you're like, how did you get that job? And so we, we feel those ways, but I don't know. Brad's status just whiffs totally on that idea, yeah. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it could have ended in a way that was, uh, like you said, a journey. He learns something. He learns to be content with his life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that feeling at the end of the no, movie. And we'll talk about the end more i mean there's not a whole lot to spoil here but the ending is not what i expected no. at all so i definitely want to keep that under wraps for anybody that might want to see it 
But yeah, I guess some specific things about this movie is I didn't like the narration aspect. No. I did not feel like it was well done because if you think about movies like Train Spotting, Fight Club, Memento, they use narration in a way that enhances the story and actually like pushes the story along. In this film, it was always Ben Stiller laying in a bed thinking about something. Yeah. And it was exposition, exposition, exposition. This is how I feel about this person. This is how I feel about this person. Why do I feel so small in the world? It was just boring and lazy. I did not like the narration at all. And to me, the narration was very confusing. Yeah. Uh, We laughed because we didn't know what else to do. There's this scene where he pictures his life with this young woman that he meets uh, through his son. His son's friend. The son's friend. She's in college. She's a junior in college. And so... He, uh, because it's Ben Stiller, we're tempted to think this is supposed to be funny, I guess, in a way. Like, Walter Mitty is a, a great movie, and mm-hmm. it has funny, it's very poignant, it's sweet. Uh, and so we're tempted to go there. But there's this part in the movie, and I wrote this down, he, like, totally screws over Jenna Fisher, who's his wife. Mm-hmm. He thinks about how bad their sex life is. And he's like, I started to think about all the women I'd never love. Mm-hmm. And... You're tempted, we laugh because it's the scene where he's on a beach in Hawaii with these two girls that they're having dinner with who are both college students. Mm. And they're like making out with him and they're in swimsuits. And so you, it's, you think this is supposed to be funny, but then you're watching and you're like, no, it's not. The tone of it is all wrong. Yes. It's, it, it, if it was supposed to be funny, it was really bad execution on the director's part. Because I think we should feel nasty about that. Like that's the, that's the feeling that I feel like this movie should be getting at is that he wants so badly to be successful and like that he's willing to put his old life completely aside, screw his family over, well, ruin his marriage yeah, to, to be with these young women. But I did feel nasty about it, but it doesn't... It, it's like the movie doesn't present it as if it is nasty. Yeah. It's like... This oh, is a normal thing. This is great, you know, like yeah. he's, he's coming to turn... Like, no, this is like wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me feel very off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed the music in this movie, even though I felt like it was trying too hard to be an episode of Louis, mm. the Louis C.K. show. Yeah, it it tried to be so retrospective with the music, and it it and it mainly it mainly came after the narration. Like it would be him coming back down to earth as when the music would play. Yeah, and as much as I liked the music, I just felt like it was borrowing too much from other films. And to me, this is a movie that comes off as pretentious. And like I said earlier, I think that's kind of a buzzword. But to me, it was like it was trying to be something that it wasn't. And to me, that's pretension. Okay. All right. Uh, but but like we said earlier, Ben Stiller's great in this movie. He yeah. really sells it. He's always a great actor. Um, I, I can't even think of a movie where I thought he was bad. No, I mean I've always loved him. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he is bad. He's a great. He's yeah. a great actor. He, even I mean, in dumb movies like Zoolander, that you, it's like Zoolander's dumb, but I love it. Yeah, probably because of Ben Stiller for the most part. So he he deserves the praise he's getting for this movie because it is a very natural performance. I feel like it's very honest, it's very true, but I I just think it's bad material. Mm-hmm. I think he was given. He's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, I think totally. And also his son Austin Abrams was very good to me as well. As, as you said, very natural. He plays that kind of angsty teen very mm-hmm. well, but yeah. not in a stereotypical way. He's just very much like I was at that age. Yeah, I like, feel like he's very honest. It's uh, yeah. Kind of apathetic, quiet. Quiet, apathetic. Not how I was, really. But mm-hmm. still with your dad at that age, you, you, 
you know, if you don't have that close intimacy, then I think they really captured that well in this movie. Yeah. They you were a social other. butterfly, obviously. So yeah. Yes, very much. Yeah. But they, they have some issues in this movie, uh, but they still connect and they hang out. And I think part of that was the awkwardness of that was captured. There's a scene where he like they tickle each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and it's it's him in this he's in this moment looking at his son, realizing his son is growing up and he's an adult and they're not connecting. And he it's very like uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and it turns it they, they they redeem it because the son gets into it and they laugh and they like wrestle but it's really awkward he's like are you still ticklish right here it's like yeah it's again it, you think it's supposed to be funny and it's not it's supposed to be sweet and it's yeah, cause just weird the moment you're talking about is where he kind of remembers him as a child yeah and i guess he wants to like go back to that yeah moment. he wants to relive that feel have that feeling yeah but yeah, the way that it's portrayed is it just it just it does feel uncomfortable. And I, I the thing is is I don't know if that's what this movie is getting at. I don't know if this movie's smart enough. Like I don't know if I'm just missing the point completely and that's why people love this movie. All I know is that it didn't work on me. And there yeah. was a scene in particular that I just felt was so poorly handled and it felt so cheap and I felt like there could have been a better way to do it, but it's the bar scene where he he can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And so he's met these girls that we talked about earlier. There's um, um, there's a character. What is her name? Her name. Her name is Ananya. Ananya. Ananya and Maya. Ananya and Maya. So they both go to Harvard. And they're in the orchestra there. And Ananya respects Ben Stiller's character to an extent because he does work in... Um, a non-profit. A non-profit. And she respects that idealism that kids in college often have um, because I do miss these conversations, these deep conversations that I don't really have anymore. Cause mm-hmm. not cause I'm jaded, but it's just like college is a good breeding ground for ideas and, and thinking about like, yeah, world is an ideal place and you get here and it's not like I, I hate the world or anything, but it's like now I have a little bit more taste of reality. So I don't really talk about those things as much anymore. Uh, but anyway, he, he goes in the middle of the night to this bar that he knows this girl is going to be at because she referenced it earlier. And he sits at the bar and he's looking at her, glancing at her, thinking about whether or not he should go over and talk to her. But eventually she just comes over and talks to him. Yeah. Which to me is so weird. Why would this girl want to have a conversation with her friend's dad at a bar at like midnight? Yeah. What Um, a weird girl. It's odd. And they, and they frame her as she's this intelligent beautiful you know free thinking free thinking college student and she's so passionate about life and they use her as a device to teach him a lesson about the way he's viewing his life but i agree with you i guess uh it it's connected to earlier when they have dinner she thinks he's very cool because he has a nonprofit, and so she yeah. sees him and she's like oh hey but i agree that that's not very true yeah how weird would you realistic. have to be to talk to your friend's dad when he's not yeah. there at a bar well un- unless unless you are some like girl who's you know thinks your friend's dad is hot and you're gonna hook up with him but that's not the way they frame it in no, this movie not at all you know what mm-hmm. i mean she's just a girl so you think that could happen because they're at a bar and he's left the hotel room while his son's asleep and that's kind of shady and that's what he wants obviously yeah as we know from the last scene. Well, and he likes that attention and he wants to feel feel important important and he's he misses that and so he he, he his monologue is like i found her so smart and interesting and i loved her her passion she's remind, like my wife back re, in the day yeah it reminded me of of my wife and reminded me of me when i was in school so he's drawn to this girl and they have this like 
three-hour conversation at a bar. And mm. uh, yeah, it's not the most natural thing in the world. Yeah, and, it, and it, I hate scenes like this because um, I think back to A Ghost Story, which is a movie that I liked, but there was a scene that just vomited the themes on you. <laughs> There's this party scene where they just like basically tell you what they want you to get from the movie. And this is very much that scene in this movie. Yeah. She, she real, he, he says to her that he's basically jaded and that all of his friends make money. She's like, what advice do you have for me in the future? And he says, yeah, you know what? Honestly, if I could go back, I would just make a ton of money because then I could help people, which is a trap that people fall into. It's like, if I just had this much more money, I would give this much more to charity or I would do this and they don't. Yeah, and, and it, it's in, it's a, not to interrupt, but in the beginning of the movie, he loses an employee yeah. who wants to do that. He's like, oh, I think I could work at a bank and make so much money. Yeah. And yeah. then I can give that money to these people who need it and help people directly. And mm-hmm. he's he judges this guy for that, and he he can't stop thinking about it. And then in the bar, he makes the realization like that guy's right, or in his mind, yeah. So yeah, continue. The girl yeah. gets upset when she hears him say this. Yeah, his inner monologue comes over and says, "Oh, now I've lost her uh, respect." I knew. Thank I lost you, inner her. monologue. I needed that. I knew I lost her in the moment. She would never. And I'm like, it's so dramatic. And so the whole scene is him trying to make that up by being cool and trying to explain like where his life, where he came from, how he got to where he is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, there are people in South Africa that don't have any food." Not South Africa. Uh, South Africa is pretty well to do. But North Africa or <laughs> Middle Africa, somewhere. People who don't have any food and they can't eat and they're thinking about where they're going to sleep for the night and you and your white male privilege, as she quote unquote says, mm-hmm. are worrying about your friends who are making money when you have a great life. Yeah. And I would have gotten that. I don't need you <laughs> to tell me that, man. Well, you're not the average American moviegoer, man. I guess, but is the average American moviegoer going to see Brad status at the Angelica uh, Theater? No, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And I, this scene sums up, like, as you said, the whole movie. So can, can we just say that we're going to spoil it and can, keep talking about it? Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so last thoughts before we get into spoilers. Overall, I think it's a decent movie in terms of craft. I think it looks very pretty. Yeah. Uh, all the shots are composed very well. I did like the music. The acting is very good, but there are just some things structurally with the plot and some of the themes that they try and, and, and push on you and the narration aspect I did not enjoy. I, I agree. All right. <laughs> spoil so, it. Spoil it. Hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. So anyway, they're sitting there at this bar and as you said, she tells him that, you know, hey, you're a white male who's never had to deal and she's she has she makes a good point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's a conversation that I'm getting like it's tiresome in our world, that's the hot button issue, but in this movie it makes sense. So and I completely agree with this girl because the whole movie this is the movie. Guy doesn't have what his friends have. Basically covets what they have. Guy complains about his life, even though he has a great one, he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Guy gets his rich friends to pull strings for his son at Harvard and still doesn't seem to see the, the privilege behind that. Mm-hmm. He's still dissatisfied. Guy learns that all his friends are failures, even though they're rich, they're, fi- they're moral failures, they are business failures, or and relationally, they're failures. Um, and he learns that their lives aren't that great after all. Guy monologues about life and you don't really get it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're right. He didn't change. Yeah. And, and I guess I get where they're going, right? So as he starts to learn that his friends 
have cracks in their armor. They're right. not what they seem to be. He feels better about himself. He does. Which makes him more unlikable. But in a way, I'm sure we all feel that way too. When we see the person who's traveling a lot, if something you know doesn't go their way, we're like, yes, okay, one for the little guy. It's it's something like that. But at the end of the movie, he still he still wants to be rich. He has that monologue in bed where he's right. like, man, if I only had this. And then it just ends. And I remember I could not stop myself. When the movie ended, I went, what? Yeah. Like, why does it end there? It, he ends with saying, I'm alive. Yeah. And the movie's over. And you and you think that that line is supposed to be you're supposed to be thankful mm-hmm. you're supposed to go through the change of like i'm alive like i have a great wife they have plenty of money mm-hmm. but he's the tone is like he's not satisfied yeah and it doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah and this is the this is the bridges of madison county argument right so there are two film, not two films, two shows that were on Broadway around the same time that dealt with infidelity in much different ways. Waitress, mm-hmm. who has an abusive husband that you know always makes her feel bad about herself and hits her and and does all this stuff and she cheats on him and at the end of the day you're like oh geez maybe, ugh. but in Bridges of Madison County there's a wife who has a loving husband and a great son and she yeah. ends up cheating on him because yeah. she finds a handsome man. Yeah. And those two, those two shows, obviously one was much less successful than the other because at the end of the day, that's a terrible character. It's you just, don't yeah, like that character. It's bad writing. It doesn't help. And that's the point this movie's trying to make is that Brad is not a good person, but I don't want to follow that person for an hour or 40. No, no. It's I, boring. I want Brad to realize what's wrong and I want him to go back to his family. I want to see the denouement scene where yes. he sees his wife and says, I love you so much. I love our son. And they have a phone call kind of. Where he calls her and she's at a convention and he's yeah. like, didn't we raise such a great son? Yeah, he's looking at it. He's like, I wish you were here and that's yeah. nice. And she goes, yeah, we did. Yeah. And that's that's all I get. And yeah. So it, that's that's why this movie was unsuccessful to me. I don't want to spend an hour 40 with this character. I'm I sorry. I totally agree with you. He He's not a redeemable character. Mm-mm. Like he just doesn't, as you said, he doesn't go through a big change. He, he even, let's say this, there there is a moment where you you think he uh, he's changing a little bit, and it's when he meets he meets Michael Sheen at the at the restaurant, mm-hmm. who is the rich politician who's written a bunch of books. He's a total jerk, and he he you know brags about his life, and he makes fun of all their friends, and says, "Well, he's a drug addict, and he his business is going under, and he's millions of dollars in debt, or, or his company is, or whatever. He's going to jail, and." Michael Sheen gives Brad a hard time, like, oh, you still have your little thing, and it's very demeaning. He's mm-hmm. talking about his, his uh, nonprofit. And so you think, like, Brad's going to have a great moment here, and he's going to tell this guy off, mm-hmm. and he's going to leave and be like a new man. And instead of it being a cool, powerful scene, it just comes off as, like, super whiny. Yeah. Did you get that? Brad's yeah. like, why do you... Brad literally asks him... And, and it makes sense. You're, you're on Brad's team here. He's like, why do you treat me this way? Mm-hmm. Why are you... And so he says the right things, but it just doesn't come off as like a confident... I don't know. It doesn't work. He made no attempt to bridge the gap with his friend. Yeah, he, he gets up and leaves. He and, comes in combative from the beginning, and he comes in down and sad about his status. And so when he talks to his friend, it just gets worse. And then he's just... Yeah, like you said, he's just whiny about it. It's all about him. And he's like, why do, you, why do you do this to me? Yeah. Even though the guy might not be realizing what he's doing, which I don't think he is because they play it that way. He's not. He's, he's a jerk. He's just being himself. Yeah. Which so, is like, if, if you're a good person, 
you know, just just talk to him. And Brad's justified, and that I think that's a good question. Like, yeah. why do you treat me this way? What is it about you that makes you treat me this way? But for some reason, for me, it came off as sort of like whiny, like complaining about what he didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't. It wasn't a helpful scene for me. I totally agree. So this movie's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't think you need to watch it. I mm. I. <sighs> I can see the kind of person that likes this movie, and I'm almost that kind of person. Uh, this this film tonally speaks to me uh, in terms of like, <laughs> you know, how much it questions and, and the questions it asks. But I just think that they handled it in, incorrectly. Um, I, I think this could have been a much better movie if we did get some sort of redemption, if we did get something to walk away with. But we just don't. Brad's a bad dude. Like it is, it is core. Yeah, and and we do all have those moments. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us try to overcome those things and we recognize those as weaknesses and we try to think about what we have. Um, so I, I just, I, I didn't like it that much. I, I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. I think that's where it sits. It's just above mediocre for me. It's just okay. I wouldn't recommend seeing it. Just see it when it comes out on Netflix. It's one of those movies. Like you can watch it in an hour and a half in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's okay. Like, just don't believe these reviews. Sorry, this guy, Ben Dickinson, whoever you are, for Elle magazine, <laughs> you're wrong. This He wrote, pure movie magic, a profound dramatic breakthrough for Stiller. Mm. No, it's not. It's yeah. not a breakthrough for anyone, and it's not pure movie magic. Yeah, this, this film won't be remembered in no, next year. This is a more apt review. Brad's status rarely affords its titular character an opportunity to have a real conversation with anyone else his own age, so the movie becomes a monologue from someone you quickly realize you don't really want to get to know anyway. Yep, that's, that's exactly how I feel. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do wish he'd talk to more people his age rather than a 21-year-old girl. Uncomfortable, like, yeah, yeah. minor, uh, odd. Yeah. Well, that's it. Brad's status. Uh, <laughs> go out and support small film. Go yeah. see Brad's status. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should, but yeah, this one's not that great. So Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today, man. If you want to find us on social media, Gabe, where can you where can you where can you tweet us? Where give, can you Facebook us? Give us a, a, a tweeter over there at Rewind Cinema Pod on Twitter at Rewind Cinema Pod on Facebook. Yeah. And if, if you want to shoot us a Gmail, uh, yeah. If you want to shoot us a, a, G, a Gmail, it's uh, Rewind Cinema Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes, of course. And if you like the music, you can find those folks Natural. At- anthem natural anthem dot net dot net just once not twice though sorry i, I didn't know you were gonna say it i thought you were setting me <sighs> i up was to pausing say it. for a dramatic flare sorry 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 but it's fine all right until next time gabe watch better movies yeah watch movies not about brad <laughs>